Minority Retort on X-Ray FM. X-Ray FM. Minority Retort with Jason Lamb. All right, it's Friday morning. X-Ray in the morning. That means it's time for Minority Retort. My name is Jason Lamb. I'm the co-host and co-producer of Minority Retort, the comedy show, which you can see at the Siren Theater. That's an all-people-of-color comedy show. It's hosted by myself, Naraj Srinivasan, and Julia Ramos. But here on the show, we don't just talk to comedians and talk about comedy. We also talk with other thoughtful and creative people who are doing amazing things in the community. And currently running at Portland Center Stage is the incredible production of a col- the color purple <laughs> the color purple <laughs> not a color purple it's definitely the <laughs> color purple uh, <laughs> which is the musical adaptation of alice walker's classic novel and we're pleased to be joined today by one of the members of the cast of the color purple who's a returning guest to the show i don't even know if she knows that uh, <laughs> I, do, I do remember <laughs> who, uh, who we had the pleasure of speaking with uh once before when she starred as Ethel Waters in Portland Center Stage's production of His Eyes on the Sparrow. Welcome back to the show, Maisha McQueen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, and thank you for your work in The Color Purple. You're welcome. Uh, I had an opportunity to see this the other night, and I was immediately forced to ask myself a question. Okay. And that question is, am I going to make it through this entire show without crying? Oh. <laughs> and... The answer to that became an embarrassing no, mm-hmm. uh, and I caught a bunch of feelings about it. Okay. Uh, especially, uh, particularly uh, with regard to your performance. Thank uh, you. And so I want to congratulate you Thank on the work you. you've done I appreciate uh, in that. the production. Um, so I have to ask you, first of all, whom do you play uh, in The Color Purple? Excuse me. I play Sophia. Um, uh, Oprah Winfrey made her character popular in the movie. Uh, she is the wife of Harpo, Mr. Sun. Um, yeah. Uh, and do you recall when you first came across the story of the color purple uh, in your life? And what effect did it have on you um, when you did come across it? Um, I remember uh, probably the movie came out in the 80s. I was too young to really understand it. And so it was one of those movies that I probably have seen about... 10 times but it wasn't until I became like 20 or maybe was in college that I watched it and I was like oh okay now I'm starting to understand what this story is about I think in college I read the novel as well and I started to put the pieces together so even though it was because it was such a popular movie you know when it came out so I remember it being the buzz and me maybe watching pieces of it but I didn't really understand the themes until I was older. Gotcha. I've probably seen the movie twice, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I remember when it came out in 1985. Uh, I remember when the, the book came out. I, I think I tried to read the book, uh, but it's since then, any pictures, I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I haven't seen it in a long time, and I think part of the reason is because it's a, it's a very tough watch. Yeah, it's heavy. Uh, it's very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters go through so much suffering... Uh, throughout the course of the story. And I wanted to ask you, is it tough for you to relive those experiences that the characters go through, that your character goes through every night? Mm-hmm. And how how deeply do you live with the character of Sophia and the story um, 
emotionally. Yes. Um, well, I have to give a shout out to the director, Timothy Douglas, who directed His Eyes on the Sparrow, the one-woman show I did last year that you mentioned. And one of the things he told me when I was doing that show, because Ethel Waters went on a very emotional journey, is leave it all on stage and you will be okay. If you try to craft it or hold pieces in, or if you don't go along with the emotional rush that the character Seeley and everybody around you is going on, then it will be more difficult. And I didn't understand or buy into it at first, but when I let go, when I just allowed myself to tell the story, to go with wherever it, it took me, and then realize, oh, that it's, it's almost like a cathartic experience, and then you're able to then kind of go on that journey every every um every time and the difference now is that I have a collective of people who are going on a journey with me and everybody does not just the women in the show but the men as well so there's a collective journey and you don't have to necessarily feel like you're doing it on your own um and that has been my saving grace as opposed to fighting against where the the, the story takes you uh, as you mentioned you play Sophia who's a, a very important character uh, in the piece uh, and the role was made famous. Uh, one of the people, obviously, who made famous was mm -hmm. Oprah Winfrey, as you mentioned, who was nominated for Academy Award in the film. Uh, what was it about Sophia's character that you connect with the most? I would say the the fact that as this woman who um, is described as being healthy and vibrant and full-figured and full of life, um, as much as she loves life and brings a sense of joy to life, because of her stature, because of her race, because of her figure, there's this assumption that's made about her. And even, you know, if you look at the story, people who know the movie or have even seen the musical, you know, she she's very tough, but she's only tough because she has to be. And unfortunately, there's a stereotype that goes along with that sort of archetype of, you know, the brute or someone who's rough or whatever. And it's just like, you know, even people who see the show, they'll ask questions and I'll have to remind them, you know, she only defends herself when she has to. Um, and... Uh, I think that that's something that I can relate to as a full-figured black woman who constantly has to kind of question people who make assumptions about who I am or the, the I don't know, you know, just, yes, who I am and, and how I represent myself and making those assumptions and having to defend them. One of the big components of the piece is, is faith. Mm -hmm. And the characters have to have a lot of faith to get through the circumstances that they've been put in and, and hopefully uh, come out on the other side, mm -hmm. um, finding some type of joy. And they, they are put through some of the worst things that mm -hmm. human beings can be put through. Mm -hmm. But as I was watching it the other night, it, it struck me that it, it speaks a lot to the experience of the black woman in America mm -hmm. that the black woman has had to rely on faith mm -hmm. to get them through. Mm -hmm. And at one point, um, actually very early on, uh, the main character, Celie, mm -hmm. she's become a mother under the worst circumstances possible yeah. um, multiple times. And yes. she doesn't know about the whereabouts and well-being of her children. Mm -hmm. And her sister, Nettie, tells her that it's everything's going to be okay. And she mm -hmm. believes that they're okay. Her mm -hmm. children are okay. Mm -hmm. And she says it's it's because it's not what she knows it's what she believes right coming back to the faith idea mm -hmm. and i'm wondering about 
what the theme of faith in the piece means to you and what faith have you had to mm-hmm. go to as a black woman to get through um, some of the experiences that you've had in this country? Oh, wow. Good question. Um, it's interesting because I feel like the faith that you speak about, of course, God is spoken about numerous times in the show, in the book. Um, but I feel like it's more so this thing of the faith that I have in myself. One of the things that the director, Timothy Douglas, really um, you know, emphasized in our process is that, you know, is that these people are amazing human beings it's from the beginning so it's not like Celie is this sad downtrodden woman who at the end of the show is this miraculous human being she is a miraculous human being from the very beginning and everyone in the story is and it's just a matter of her uh coming into her own so when you talk about faith i feel like it's even more revolutionary to look at the faith that they have in themselves and each other and of course that's impacted by their faith in god but there's a a, a point in the in the, the story where Celie actually is questioning god and questioning god's uh, love for her and, and her faith and it's it's really about her realizing that what she needed she had all along um, what uh, what's your favorite song to sing in the in the show we, we should say that uh, yeah the, the show features some amazing songs yes. and amazing singing performances including mm-hmm. yourself thank you uh, but what's your favorite song to sing My favorite song is actually not a song that I sing. Um, I love the song that Suge sings to Celie, which is called Too Beautiful for Words. Um, And uh, it was written by Brenda Russell, who also wrote Get Here, that famous Alita Adams song. She's a beautiful songwriter, and I just love that song, and I love the scene where Suge sings that to Celie. It's my favorite. Try and make me cry again. Yes. (laughs) Did it work? (laughs) That's okay. I'm going to cry in my car. Okay. (laughs) Think about the show a little bit more. Um, so, last question for you today. Sure. I appreciate you coming in and doing the show mm-hmm. uh, this morning. Um, so, we've we've seen a lot of a shift in terms of where we're just a few years removed from Oscar so white, um, mm-hmm. you know, and protest and the, and the hashtag bringing attention to um, you know black rep- representation in Hollywood. To you know, within just the past couple of years, we have. Um, stellar representatives of um, of black creative ability in film and, and, mm-hmm. and TV and mm-hmm. theater, mm-hmm. Atlanta and Insecure and um, the whole Chandraverse and uh, what Courtney Kemp is doing with Power um, uh, among other productions. Um, is that a shift that you feel is happening um, where there's more opportunities for people of color to um, not only step up into prominent roles, visible roles, Mm -hmm. but also create their own work? Oh, that's such a tricky question to ask me with this last little bit of time. What I will say (laughs) is this. What I will say is this. I think that there's still a lot more work to do. I think that we uh, live in a capitalist society where at the end of the day, it's about what the dollar, what what will generate dollars. I think that uh, giving minorities and black folks the opportunity to create um, content is um, is a trend because they see that we are at the forefront of what is popular, what is hip, 
what is innovative, what is creative. With that being said, I think that we need to use that trend as a vehicle to continue to push our stories and tell our stories in a uh, a specific way. Same as Nike and Kaepernick do. Uh, I think it's kind of the same thing. I think that it, it it's it's a, a marketing ploy on behalf, still an opportunity to support a revolutionary cause. If that makes any sense. It absolutely does. And thank you for doing it in the little <laughs> short time frame that you had to do it. Um, but I think you nailed it. And uh, you certainly nailed your performance as Sophia. Thank you. In the Portland Center Stage production of The Color Purple. Uh, and I, I, listen, I don't get paid anything for coming here and saying this stuff. And I get nothing from Portland Center Stage uh, for saying this. I'm just uh, providing a public service. Please go see Myesha McQueen and the rest of the wonderful cast of The Color Purple at Portland Center Stage. It runs through October 28th. Uh, Maisha, thank you so much for joining, coming you. back on the show. Thank you. And we'll be back to wrap up the show in just a moment.